0: Hello there, prolific authors. How's everyone's week of writing going? Well, I hope. I'm hard at work on a lot of projects, but I am back this week with a couple of really great interviews for you that I'm excited for you to hear. Uh, the first one that we're going to do today is with Heath Armstrong. He and I had a really interesting conversation several months back, and I'm just now getting around to posting it. But among other things, we're going to talk about the inevitability of creativity, which is one of my favorite subjects. Um, I think that Everybody has a creative side that they should be, you know, working on and honing and polishing, even if it's just as a, you know, small part-time habit or something. And of course, you know, as creatives, as writers, we know what our creative side is all about. But even if someone isn't a writer, I believe everybody has that creative bone in their body that most people ignore and they really shouldn't. So this is kind of a fun conversation. Other things you can listen for. He talks about aligning your intention with your attention, which I think is a really cool way to talk about staying focused and not you know, getting shiny object syndrome and um, <laughs> getting distracted by all the, the new things. And also we talk about breaking your habit of hesitation. We all have a habit of hesitation, procrastination and, and everything like that. So I really think that you're gonna find this interview really valuable. And um, yeah, without further ado, let's hop right in. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today bestselling author and story clarity coach. All right. We are here today with Heath Armstrong. Thanks for being here, Heath. How are you?
1: Awesome. Fist pumping like crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to be here and thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Why don't we start by having you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do and and what you write, if you write anything.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm an ex-gangster rapper. I'm not yeah. going to get too much into that. <laughs> it's kind of evolved into some good spoken word poetry nowadays, but mainly I am a writer or an author. I don't do much fiction yet, but I'm working on it. Um, nice. I've had a good a good hunk of nonfiction work and um, I'm the co-founder of Rage Create and I do a lot of e-commerce as well. So I'm the creator of the Sweet Ass Affirmations, which is a affirmation deck series. that's called motivation for your creative maniac mind. And I've created a couple journaling systems under the sweet ass name as well. Uh, The sweet ass journal to develop your happiness muscle in 100 days. And then the sweet ass journal to optimize your diabetic lifestyle in 100 days and also a podcaster. So have done some pretty deep, um, introspective, like psychedelic type exploration of mind and growth. Uh, mindset and growth channels through the uh, Never Stop Peaking podcast, and so ultimately, a lot of writing, a lot of e-commerce, just creativity all around. And thankful to be in this space because I guess my background with concrete construction isn't isn't quite the same, and I'm I'm happy to have made the transformation.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're happy you did too. <laughs> so, tell me about your affirmation decks and how do they how do they enhance creativity
1: writing is better, right? Than, than the, uh, the number count jobs. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> I, I'm always excited when I get in talking with other writers cause you don't always get that opportunity. But, um, so the affirmations deck, I, when I was coming out of working in the concrete construction industry is really interesting because I was studying self-help in Kentucky and not like geographically, I was just living there at the time working in that concrete construction industry, which meant I was on job sites at like 3am and things like that. Mm. And as I was progressing myself, because I had a long spiel of years where I was getting really bad into addiction and um, alcohol and just woke up face down, pants down one time on my garage floor with my car still running in the front yard. And it was just like this full circle moment of I'm I'm not going to be able to keep going this way. Like, why am I miserable when I have everything that I've asked for. All the stuff I studied for is bringing in money. I have a house with four bedrooms filled with a bunch of stuff that I don't need to impress people that I don't like, to numb my sense of, you know, the fact that I'm not really living what I want to be doing, although I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to be doing. And I was talking to people on job sites, trying to to explain to them what things like an affirmation was or creating a a sustainable, like personal habit, how that could have a positive effect on your life. And I realized that those types of guys and girls that I was working with per per se, um, they didn't really understand anything unless I were to put it in like a really bold, profane way. And so I was like, how do I bridge the gap of, of this sort of spiritual woo moment to real, like just, living gritty type of life and how do i get them to understand what an affirmation is without being all woo woo on them so that they'll mm-hmm. actually pay attention and i and i was like using affirmation decks at the time and i was using journaling systems but they were all kind of fluffy and i just started like explaining those principles to other people with more of like a zest of you know maybe throwing in some curse words maybe saying all of those things that we all think in our head but we're afraid to say and it's just started sticking and landing and I was like man there's probably a a real opportunity to make an affirmation deck that has like realness and grit to it and see what happens although I had no idea how I was going to do that at the time um that's how that got started yeah and then we we launched a kickstarter and 2018, which raised about ten thousand dollars. We sold like four hundred decks, which was pretty awesome. Not, I mean, coming from scratch and not having an idea what we were doing and not knowing anything about crowdfunding and stuff like that. And then,
0: yeah.
1: Um, to date, I think there's probably about seven thousand, eight thousand decks roaming around out there, which is really remarkable for a physical product that I've made without a publisher. So I'm really proud of that, knowing that we were able to push numbers because when I talk to publishers and I don't know if how often if you ever talk to them through self-publishing or go and speak to actual companies that publish, but they'll tell you like a home run is, is for them to pull an author in that can sell 10,000 copies of something. I mean, that's like, that's like the home run of their top tier authors besides like the international bestsellers that could just blow up and continuously, if they mm-hmm. can get someone who can sell 10,000 copies, it's, quite remarkable. And I, I had no idea any of those statistics before we launched it, but knowing that I've done a good chunk of that with the affirmations is cool. And we have a second deck coming out soon, which is exciting. And it's nice. just, been a, it's been a constant process of learning for sure.
0: Yeah. So do you have particular principles around your affirmations that are different from other affirmation decks?
1: Well, <laughs> the principles, it's really about destroying resistance and there's really no rules that dictate how they can be used but for instance if we take an affirmation that's just like i love myself you know how effective is it really going to be if you're not tying in your emotions and your grit i mean i to take an idea from what's in your head to bringing it to life you have to add emotions to it first of all but you got to really feel into it and i think bringing in sort of that rage side because the company's called rage create. It, it's not necessarily um, a bad thing to use some of those suppressed, like harsh emotions to ch- funnel them into creativity hmm. and then use that passion because rage really is a form of passion
0: yeah. um,
1: to, to affirm something and bring it to life. So our affirmation cards are really a bold affirmation statement on the front. Say I have the best fucking life ever. But then on the back of the cards it's it's a third person sort of like the universe speaking to you based on the subject of the affirmation and those backs of the cards are the ones that really have kind of gone viral with people Um, of course the sharing on the front is great but the they're very witty and they're very they just get in they get in somehow and and i don't take full credit for that because i I mean, I really do feel like I have a channel that just comes through and I'm blessed to be able to take some of those messages and put them into form for everyone. But um, that's the difference. You know, it's, it's, it's really kind of amazing how many people come out of the woodwork tagging us and sharing them. And we've done pretty much zero marketing, but they just continue to sell because people are sharing them. So it's, uh, yeah,
0: it's cool. And you think that's because of the emotion behind it that you put on the back?
1: Yeah. I mean, I can draw a card and read one if you want. Sure. A deck right here, but, um, all right. So the front of this card says I exercise and expand my happiness muscle to beastly levels every day. And then the back says, it's easy to feel like happiness is elusive. You feel incredible and confident one day and then unimportant, unattractive and depressed the next before you know it, you end up slamming a bottle of wine and a tub of ice cream to help numb the gloom. But just as people transition from unhealthy to healthy, you can exercise your happiness muscle and build a life of smiles. With the tiniest practices of gratitude and mindfulness and a focus on what truly lights you up, you can turn yourself into the Hawk Hogan of happiness. The army of sadness cannot break down your fortress if you are kicking their ass every day. Hmm. So. Nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah puts it into perspective a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Kind of explains it. And yeah, I like that. Those are nice. So you talk about a little bit, um, natural biohacks for creativity and energy. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So as a, as a creative and I've been on a pretty deep path with plant medicine and, and just, Trying to push yourself out of the comfort zone because I feel like when you're expanding beyond what you're used to, that's when your creativity kind of opens up. And you know, when I didn't write for all those years, when I was kind of just exploring the numbness of you know, how can I how can I suppress my thoughts more than expand them, um, it wasn't it wasn't exciting. Like it wasn't fun. It wasn't me frolicking around and enjoying the beautiful world. And I've traveled to lots of countries since and experienced so many different beautiful cultures and things and, and had the chance to experience a lot of different methods that helped me expand my mind and my consciousness. Uh, When it comes to biohacking, that's really just any way to make yourself happier and feel better and kind of open up a different perspective that you didn't have before you know, honoring your health, honoring your creativity, but stimulating that creativity in ways that you haven't experienced. And there are so many different things that you can do in the biohacking realm. I mean, a lot of terms, a lot of times that term is thrown around with like, hey, you know, are you, are you pulling yourself off of, Uh, your computer by six o'clock because, you know, the effects of the EMF waves is keeping you up at night? Or do you stop drinking coffee at two o'clock? Are you going outside and absorbing electrons to the bottom of your feet by walking around on the earth? Um, Are you taking certain supplements that can help boost your mind away from the normal stuff that's on the shelves? Like cacao, for instance, raw cacao is a really beautiful stimulant that pumps this the active ingredient is theobromine and it pumps throughout your body and gets your blood flowing more and actually opens up your heart and that alone in itself is is a really great for writing especially you would like if you i don't know if you've ever had raw cacao but um it's like this uplifting beautiful euphoria that you get right before you sit down to write Um, that can be used in a lot of different angles if you go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash biohacks. I think it has an S on the end of it. I can confirm that with you. Um, there is a free article on 11 of my favorite biohacks. for Anyone who's interested in like diving deep into them, but each one of those is such a large subject that would take up a, a good amount of time. I mean, I'm happy to cover and spend as much time with you as you want, but just a general overview. It's like everyone has to find their own little creative pockets to extend the mind and, um, right. You know, I'm doing cold water therapy and cold water plunges. Mm-hmm. I'm earthing myself every night when I sleep by grounding my bed to the, to the earth, literally. So that, um, that has been a huge thing for me to get more sleep and to basically destroy all the free radicals and hmm. um, inflammation that I feel in my body. That's a really great Avenue um, as well. And then I think, Fung like fungus like fungi, lion's mane, reishi, cordyceps, chaga. Like I've done a lot of foraging through the woods and spending a lot of time connecting with plants and fungi, and then learning how to make those into tinctures. And there's a process called spagyrics that actually it goes beyond the double extract um, method of tinctures and it takes into the account the full aminos and salts that come from the fruiting body of mushrooms and so learning how to break those down and and adding the salts back to the double extract tinctures has been like this revolutionary thing for not just my mind and my creativity but for my gut and my actual health and digestion which has been something I've struggled with my entire life Um, it was common for me for when I was younger to like not take a shit for like a whole week. <laughs> it was like <laughs> always trying to figure out these little hacks that can help us be happier, but um yeah, there's some good stuff about making mineral cocktails that will really help you how to ground yourself. Uh magnesium is a big one and and, and a lot of it is around gut health and your your circadian rhythm, which is just your body's natural ability to sync with the rising and falling of the sun. Uh-huh. So if anyone wants to dive deeper into that, they can check out uh that blog, but it's, it's really uh, impactful.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely link to that in the show notes, but overall you find that using some of these hacks and, and looking after your health and your mind that way actually boosts your creativity, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I also did a big post called 26, 26 ways how to get high without using drugs. And they're essentially also versions of biohacks that are things that I do to expand my mind and my creativity, which all, you know, the beginning of my creativity starts with writing, Mm -hmm. writing funnels to everything else. It funnels into business, into personal life, into blogs, into podcasts, you know, it all starts with writing and every one of these, yeah. Practices, whether I'm playing with sound bowls or doing cold water plunges or meditating or you know, <laughs> lucid dreaming, like the, it all—it's all a different way to kind of make you perceive things in a in an unusual way that you normally wouldn't, which I think is the stem of creativity. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's really really fascinating.
1: Yeah, um, breath work. Breath work is a big one too. I do that what, every. Day. What
0: does say? Sorry, say it again.
1: Breath work.
0: Bro, breath work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do a lot of e commerce and I know you sell things on Amazon. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Most of my um audience is selling ebooks on Amazon, so what can you tell us about what you do?
1: Yeah, I have done a little bit of ebook sales, but generally when I was trying to get out of my job, I was looking for any way that I could to make revenue so that I could leave you know that career mm-hmm. and I started doing something called retail arbitrage at first, and that was legit, just the act of like going, it seems so archaic now, but there's still a lot of people that do it and make good money off of it, but it's harder, especially with this year and the, you know, people not going out in public as much, but I was literally like going to stores and like scanning shelves, trying to find what I could take home and then list it on Amazon and sell it for a profit. It was, uh, it was miserable. It was, I did that for a while and realized that it was worse than my job. And I was like, why would I want to do this? This is like, I feel like I work at Walmart. Um, and so I, I gave up on that, but then I revisited it like nine months later, from an online perspective and just doing you know, trying to figure out a way to to scrape uh, websites essentially and have all the products matched up to Amazon listings and then seeing if there was profit potential and then mm-hmm. buying those products and having them shipped to a warehouse that would receive them and then repackage them and then ship them to the Amazon FBA warehouses where they would sell and make money and I I was podcasting, I had a show called the Artsy Now Show back then, where I was interviewing creative artists around the world. And I met this guy who was also doing something similar and he he sort of figured out this online arbitrage system was what it was called. And I started implementing it. And it was crazy. Like we just started hiring assistants to help us and stuff. But I, you know, within the first year, that, that, very first, um, well, the so it started in like an August or a September, but the very next December, like not the first December, but the next one, I was doing uh-huh. six six figures a month
0: wow. in sales.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, mind-boggling coming from someone who you know was working in concrete construction, and I, I mean, I worked in a concrete factory for thirteen dollars an hour, uh, making receptacles that would transport human feces underground. <laughs> like that's what I was doing. And to have that kind of like flow coming in with cash, it was like, whoa, this is not something that obviously is interesting me forever. I was selling mainly sports and outdoor gear and vitamins and stuff, but Uh it was blowing my mind the opportunity that there is to connect with audiences and markets via the internet. And I ran that for a while and stopped paying attention closely, started like, focusing more on creative work and then building out Rage Create and writing again. But eventually just really fell out of love with the system of like contributing to like mass consumerism in a way, selling all these products and just thinking about all the boxes and stuff. And it it became like this moral sword that I just, it was bad. Like I went through some depressions and ultimately, then I got one of those like Amazon suspensions and I lost a shit ton of money. And it's just the universe is like you're not doing this anymore. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. So, yeah, at that point, I, I transitioned back to focusing and trying to figure okay, what's next? And um, I've been able to create a new company since then that is doing really well, and it's all digital. And yeah, my passion side and and a side that does bring in quite a decent amount of revenue too is is still writing and um, you know the journals and the affirmation decks and then. Um, working on launching a lot of things off the back of that. I, I have a, I have a digital subscription service for e-commerce sellers online as well that does really well. And we basically just teach the the methods of online arbitrage and, and private labeling and stuff like that to people. That's called uh, sellerspaceship.com. Mm-hmm. And that's a new project and it's fun as well. But, you know, my love is is writing. Like, I just want to, don't you ever think like when you wake up, you just want to like be looking out your cabin window at a river and just like an old school typewriter sitting there and you just yeah. get <laughs> coffee and type the whole day. <laughs>
0: like, I'm still working
1: on bringing that to life, but I'm doing pretty well. Like I, uh, I get to travel a lot and I get to write a lot and I'm thankful for it.
0: Good, good. And you said that you do eventually want to do fiction.
1: Yeah. So I write like these weirdly, I, <laughs> they they're definitely like really romantically like sexual I, I have a lot of different channels, but I have these like short stories that come out and they're they're kind of all starting to piece into something and and it's not I mean I, I guess it's not it's not nonfiction. It's it's like novel type ish, you know? So uh-huh. I yeah, I, I see a lot of, you know, there's nonfiction and then there's there's like that whole storyboard side of creating mm-hmm. like a story. And I went to I went to Story um oh what was it called? It was I got to meet Steven Pressfield last year, which was incredible. Yeah. Is that uh Story Grid? Story Grid Live? Oh Story Grid. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Story Grid in Nashville and met so many amazing people and uh Jay Thorne, who's an incredible horror, you know, fiction. Right. Writer. Yeah. And I'm still in touch with him a lot. And, and my editor, Lily, was also there. And she's got some incredible stories that are nonfiction, but you would think they were fiction. They're so insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I met some people there. And, I, and I'm looking at like how to transition. Like Pressfield's kind of the middle where it's, it, he can write nonfiction stuff like fiction. There's that in between that it really fascinates me. And I'm starting to see like this whole Joseph Campbell hero's journey thing is all story mm-hmm. in, in a, a format you know, and how can I apply my knowledge of things from a nonfiction perspective into a story and make it come to life and teach lessons, but also be like this really incredible, you know, challenge. And yeah, it's coming for sure. There's, I don't don't think we get a choice, right? It just starts (laughs) tapping you on the shoulder and then you want to do it.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) do you think that, um, because you you know you keep talking about how you started out in this concrete job, but you eventually ended up here. Do you think that was kind of inevitable, just because you're a creative?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think I think there's a lot of people, and it could have easily been me as well, who. I mean, we're all born creative, right? And there's mm-hmm. just all these layers that are stacked upon us from the time that we're children. Like, look at this billboard and listen to what it has to say. Like, listen to all these different, you know, religions or politicians or whatever. And it's like layer after layer. What do your parents want you to do? And as we get older, as a creative, we start, there's always these little points and they might feel painful because we, we think about all the passions that we had as a child. And as children, you're just like this pure creative being. How do you peel those layers back and get back to that the way that you were as a kid? And I think fundamentally, I was was using drugs and alcohol to numb myself in such a way because I wanted to be doing these things like writing and helping and sharing, but I wasn't. And so I was numbing that in my head. Like, how do I ignore the fact that I should be doing something else? I don't think – I think a lot of people get stuck in this, like, middle comfort zone. Like, concrete was – awful enough for me to be like, well, I sure as hell don't want to do this forever. So what else is there? But Mm -hmm. what if I would have gone to school for like geology, something I'm interested in. And I wasn't truly in love with it, but it was like, not that bad. And so I just stayed there and never went after my passions because I was like, "Uh, this is okay. I think a lot Uh of us get stuck in that this is okay realm. Mm -hmm. And we just sort of coast and like, yeah, this is not the best, but it's okay. That's the most dangerous place to be. Um, so yeah, I think, I think for sure, like I was on a job site one time and I, there was a bridge above me and we were working on this huge bridge across the river. And this, this guy up on the top of the bridge, pissed in a water bottle and then threw it down at us as hard as he could and it busted and went all over me and this dude. And like, Ugh. that was one of those moments of like, how, you know, it's like David Byrne, like talking heads. How did I get here? <laughs> and The days go by. And I'm just like, what? And I, Yeah, I had to, I had to start thinking like, you know, at what point do we make the decision that life is about feeling good and not stressing out and what, what can we do and who can we be around that can help us feel good and not stress out? And I just, yeah, I started removing all the things that were causing me stress and anxiety for my life. And that meant cutting out best friends and cutting out, you know, girlfriends and, 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 Family Members and really just going into a a rebirth like cocoon to to step out of it and be strong enough to then uh, guide myself amongst you know those friends and family members and be confident in myself to move forward with it
0: yeah wow that's yeah that's really nice. that's really inspiring so what would you tell people who maybe um are not as far along in the process as you are who maybe want to follow their dreams or want to be more creative, but are still kind of stuck in that early part of the journey.
1: It's all love, first of all. And there are some really, there are really like logical things that you can do that's good, that will help you move in that direction. And that means architecting your visions, like your dreams, like literally sitting down, writing all of them down of, who's around you? Like, what are you doing for a living? Who are the people that are supporting you? Who are you supporting? Like, what does your environment look like? Uh, Where are you living? Are you traveling? Like, what kind of food are you eating? And getting all of these visuals to just trigger so you can use all your senses and your imagination to, to bring them to reality. And you can have that vision up top. And then you just start architecting everything literally below it to get to that point. And that goes all the way down to like your long-term visions, which would be stuff that you would put on your vision board. So say you want to write a book, that's a good long-term vision can be accomplished in a hundred days, really Um, 200 days. Like that's a long-term vision. It's not going to get done in the next 30 days or anything, but you can make a long-term vision board and, you know, put, put a get on Canva and make a cover of your book and put the name of it and slap it on that vision board and write my book and then put a picture of that hobbit cabin that you want to build into the side of the hill, you know, and <laughs> put that on your vision board and put my home and like there's there's so many things you can do with that vision board as your long term vision. Make sure that everything on your long term vision is a al- in alignment with your your um your big goals like of who you want to become and your I call those your your core values like at the end of your life, what do you want to be able to say about yourself? There's a way you can architect that, and I have if anyone wants more information on this, you can reach out to me um, because I do have an entire system that I've worked on for this and I'm happy to share it. Uh, But so you have your core visions, then you have your long-term visions underneath that. You have your short-term visions, which are basically like your 100 day goals. Uh, What are you setting and trying to accomplish over the next 100 days? It can be shorter than that. I do, I do 100 days. My long-term visions are usually like more three to six months or six to nine months out. Um, Mm -hmm even longer. I mean, it's hard to put a finite timeline on visions in, in a lot of ways because um, you don't know when they're going to pop in and out of your life. But um, short-term goals, yeah, like my, the rough, my rough draft of my first book is completed. Like that's a good short-term goal that you uh-huh. can measure. And then underneath that is, you can really line these up like chakras, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I call them the visions chakra system, but you have your, your daily habits. Like what are the daily habits that you have in place that help you accomplish the daily activities that you need to get done to align with your short-term visions and your long-term goals. So if you, if you think about your daily activities, the most effective thing you can do is buy a pack of note cards. And every day when you wake up, if you don't have a morning routine, look into creating one. If, whether it's five minutes of reading, doing some breathing exercises, you know, go, go read the miracle morning by Hal Elrod it'll tell you everything you need to know about morning routine. But create a morning routine and, and just get a note card and on the front of the note card, write a, an affirmation that sort of brings your, your core vision to life. So let's say I have sold a thousand copies of my first book, make sure it's always in the present tense, uh, whatever your goal may be. You can pick, you can change them up every day. Just make sure you're putting one of your affirmations in a goal form in the present tense, uh, on one side of the card. On the back of the card, write down two things that you're going to do that day to move towards your, your visions or your dreams. And that's it. Two things that you're going to do that day. If you do two things every single day to move towards your short-term goals, and those short-term goals are in alignment with your long-term goals, which are in alignment with your vision of who you want to become for the, your entire life, then you're always going to be making progress. It's amazing how much time we waste just like thinking about the stuff we want to do but not actually doing it because resistance gremlins are coming in and telling us that we're not good enough. But you can beat those, those slimy little bastards down and the habit side of that is like, okay, morning routines are a habit. Drinking a lot more water is a habit. Exercising is a habit. Writing 100 words a day, writing one hour per day, whatever your, you know, whatever your time gap is, that's a habit. Those habits support your daily action your daily actions, which support your short-term, long-term and lifelong visions. And that simple process, it, it may seem big, but when you really spend a couple hours writing it down and architecting it, then you have, you always have the, the question answered of, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> what am I going right. to do today? Um, and just do it. it. Even if you write down two things on a note card and you don't accomplish it, it's still better than not writing them down at all. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking about it and the next day you're going to be more likely to do it. So right. Yeah. Do it. Just, just take action.
0: So it's just, would it be fair to say, it's just about, you know, like intentionally planning towards your dreams, even if you don't put a particular uh, expiration date on it or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Cause things change. I, I think it's just about aligning your intention with your attention and making sure that, that you're paying attention to your intentions and vice versa. And Sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it really is, it really is just a matter of accepting and flowing and, and not allowing resistance to to rule your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or breaking yeah. your habit of hesitation is a good way to put it too. Like, that's why the affirmation cards came about also is this world has so many things to knock you off your focus in just a couple seconds Why aren't there more things to remind you of how magical you are and to get you moving in just a couple seconds? And um, that's hesitation, right? We we all kind of know what we want to be doing. We kind of know that we're not happy in this relationship and we might want something else. We kind of know that our job isn't really fulfilling us. We might want something else. But are we going to hesitate? Yeah. Yeah. So the more you can work on breaking your habit of hesitation, the more you're gonna be able to take action. And that just comes with putting your tennis shoes on, right? Like staring at those shoes before you exercise. Put the shoes on. Take the first step. Write the first word. Like get at your desk with your pen and type that first word. Um, I use a timer when I write so that I know like I put an I I try to do an hour a day. And Uh I've got like a little timer and I use scrivener and it's just I get in the zone, but it's every day it's still just as hard to go sit in that chair it's just a matter of doing it and saying okay I have five seconds to quit hesitating and I'm gonna jump on this and that's what I try to do
0: right yeah yeah I think everybody everybody goes through that it's always easier once you get started but it's the starting that's the hard part
1: (laughs) yeah with writing it's just yeah it's it's an interesting game Are you still there?
0: Yes, sorry, I have a I have a jet flying over. It um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> got really loud for a minute. Um, well, thank you so much for coming to speak with us today. I, I think what you've said will be really really useful to my audience. Where can they find you and connect with you more online?
1: Yeah, come play. I'm at Heath Fist Pumps on Instagram. Long the handle's a long story from a long time ago, but um, <laughs> HeathArmstrong.com is my website. But Instagram is the most active messaging platform. We're also at Rage Create. And yeah, never stop peaking. Podcasts is ways to connect me through that. And pretty much it. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. All the links are on my site, though.
0: Great. Well, I will make sure and link to those in the show notes for anybody who might want to find you. Um, any last minute advice for anyone before we go?
1: It's all love. That's it that's my yeah. that's my go to It's just it's <laughs> here all right, so i I'll, I'll give a little bit more on this.
0: okay
1: I say don't don't listen at all to what other people tell you. Um, go pogo stick in your undies and and run through the woods like a maniac and and taste you know, waters and travel to cultures and um, love yourself like your life depends on it because it does. And, you know, you never know in the end, like, what if the hokey pokey really is what it's all about? There's just (laughs) not a lot of stuff to stress about. There's no point. So just, just breathe and relax. And remember, it's all, it's all love.
0: Yeah, I like that. It is. Well, thank you again for um, talking to us today and best of luck in all your endeavors. I hope you get to write that fiction book soon.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Me again, before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network and tag me at LK Hill books. Remember the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire breathing dragons, your mind blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.